Welcome to the Be the Adult podcast. Be the Adult is a nonprofit organization that provides blueprints for calm and effective parenting so that children can grow into their best selves. Because ultimately, we aren't raising children, we are raising little people who will one day be adults. Hi, Nancy. Hey, Marisol. How are you? I am well. How are you? Good, thank you. We are on episode eight. I'm laughing because um, we are doing this out of order. We've already recorded this, and then we had some technical difficulties on my end. (laughs) And we are re-recording it, and it's real time. We're in December. Um, So I I think it's, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, When things happen... Like, synchro- race- like synchronicity. synchronicity. Yeah. <laughs> and for me, I, I think it's, it's, we've had more practice now. We've done this. Uh, <laughs> A few times. Yes. Yes. Well, this week we're on episode eight, and the topic is create structure and hold me accountable. And part of the reason I think it's synchronicity is because this is exactly what I need <laughs> to do right now. <laughs> it's also, um, I'll just share real quick, we got a wonderful email uh, that... Um, we posted on our page on Facebook from a mom um, in Wilmington, North Carolina, who sent us an email thanking us for changing lives, her, you know, her life, her husband's life, their mm-hmm. family's life, because her son um, found this book, or Be the Adult book, mm-hmm. on her bookshelf, took it out, read it, mm-hmm. came to this page, Create Structure and Hold Me Accountable, went and found his mom and said, Mom... I think this is something we both need to do. Can wow. we do this together? <laughs> and she was so excited, and she wanted to share. And so uh, she she wrote it to us, and of course she sent yeah. it to us. And of course she said, "Absolutely, thank you to yeah. her son for doing that." And it's so validating and exciting for us yes, yeah. to see how this works. This is our goal yeah. to empower children to ask for what they need. I I mean, we've received a few people have reached out from, you know, the book, the mm-hmm. podcast, where it. It feels so, um, it feels like a certain, like, I feel, I get all the warm and fuzzies yeah. because it's like, this is what it's all about. Yeah. It, this is it. I see that on your face. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. To be able to help people and serve people. Uh-huh. And, you know, when we say changes lives, it, it does. It really does. I'm not saying it's a cure-all and no. your life's going to mm-hmm. be perfect, but it, these tools help me. I can speak. Um you know, have the relationship that I have with my kids. Um, And like I said, this one is something, it's so serendipitous because this one is, for me, I don't don't know if I want to say it's the hardest, but it's the one that I have to, I struggle a lot Mm. with Mm -hmm. in my life. Um, You and most people, or many people, Uh simply. I get, this is, I'm going to just share... I'm going to read it, and then I'm going to share my life story about it. (laughs) So the why. uh, Why is create structure and hold me accountable important? Why? This helps me. This is from the children's child's perspective. This helps me to feel secure because I know what is expected of me, and it teaches me to think ahead about the potential consequences before I make choices in life. The how. Please establish daily routines, responsibilities, and chores for me that I am able to handle and give me age-appropriate rules and consequences. 
then praise me when I follow the rules and cal- <laughs> I'm laughing, I'm sorry, and calmly enforce the consequences <laughs> when I don't. Or calmly trip you up. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Um, very authentic of me. <laughs> but this is this is a for me and I'm I'm speaking from my children when they were toddlers as far back as I can remember <laughs> to now that they are teenagers mm-hmm. this is one that I feel I the best I have metaphor or analogy whatever it is um, that I can come it's like climbing a mountain mm-hmm. and sliding back down mm-hmm. climbing the mountain sliding back down the way I have done this is I get really excited get very mm-hmm. motivated generally at the beginning of a school year mm-hmm. Christmas time, holiday time, mm-hmm. and end of the school year. Yes. I have all these grandiose ideas. I go buy the, you know, white erase board. I print out sticker charts, m- sticker <laughs> charts, and morning routines and evening routines. And it's fabulous for about two weeks. All right. And then I, it, it some, <laughs> something sticks, <laughs> something sticks, and some things just uh, fall right. between the cracks. Right. And it's a constant all of these um let me see daily routines responsibilities and chores (laughs) all three of those (laughs) at least Uh, you're consistent (laughs) (laughs) um are are it's just a conversation that i'm constantly having and and i know that this is not on my kids even if i put it on my kids right i know this is on me you know with the daily routines maybe a little bit easier but like responsibilities and chores to the hold the hold them accountable mm-hmm. is hard a, a weakness of <laughs> not one of your strengths no. right? yeah so um tell, can you tell us why why this one i mean it's number eight in the yeah steps so we're, we've worked on being calm we've worked on you know changing the tone maybe mm-hmm. so we get to this point Right. I, I kind of call this the meat and potatoes, right, of the meal. Um, because if you think about it, kids need structure, adults too, but we'll focus on kids to feel safe, right? And you can't see my hands, but they're going up and down, right? When we don't have structure, the ground, the floor is shaking. And when the floor is shaking, we can't focus um, internally on being our best selves. We focus externally on trying to survive the floor shaking and to get it to stop. So if you think about a classroom, when there's a substitute teacher, right? With whether they're three-year-olds or fifteen-year-olds, what happens in the classroom? They lose. The kids run <laughs> crazy, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, because they're anxious. They're scared. They don't know what to expect. Can they chew gum? Where they can have a test? Can they go to the bathroom? Can they talk to their friends? They're not sure. So they throw test ropes at the adult. Hopefully, the adult, right? The <laughs> substitute teacher, who um, they're looking. They're looking to her, to him, to tell them what the expectations are, to give them the structure of the day. And then when they have the rules and the expectations and the structure of the day, ground stops shaking, anxiety goes down, and they can focus on being their best selves on an actually learning. Mm-hmm. But when you don't have enough structure, there's not enough safety. And without safety, you really can't grow and, mm-hmm. and, and do any work in, in the classroom or in the family system. And so we need to really look at the structure in our family. We need to kind of chunk it and look at in the morning what needs to happen in the afternoon, evening, right after school, and bedtime. And we need 
routines, mm-hmm. right? And we'll talk a little bit more about that in a few minutes. And we also need to teach our children that kind of the crux of discipline is teaching our children that every action, everything that we do in life has a consequence, no matter who we are, how mm-hmm. much money we, ha- we have, what ethnicity we are, what gender we are. Every choice we make in life has a consequence, and there's a lot of type of different consequences, which should be for an, another another you day. You hear the alarm in the, the car. Oh, you're right. There we go. There's like the siren, the consequences. There's a consequence <laughs> of something. Somebody. Right? Yeah, yeah, up there. Okay. So um, we really, it's a gift to teach our children that every choice they make has a consequence. And it's really hard, it was for me and for many parents, to give our kids consequences, to have structure. And, you know, what I did, I always pictured a gift with a bow on it in my brain when I was giving my children consequences or holding them accountable to the structure that I had created to their chores and that kind of thing. Because research shows that children who are not given age and developmentally appropriate consequences within our home suffer far greater consequences and suffer consequences more often than kids who really learn this in the home. Mm -hmm. So is that a good initial... uh, it's incredibly scary. <laughs> Not <laughs> my no, intention to appreciate but, no, no, but yeah, yeah. But to hear it is scary because, you know, you start rolodexing. Um, as I'm, I'm completely coming from a parental perspective. Sure. No, um, you know, clinical sure, expertise sure. or anything. To hear that the consequences they're going to face later in life, you know, the building blocks are which sounds so obvious, come mm-hmm. from the parents. Right. So I, I completely understand that concept, the consequences. And I think most parents do. I know for me, I think the struggle, and I guess it's probably different for every everybody. Mm-hmm. Everyone has different struggles. For me, it's the consistency. Mm-hmm. Like I, the intention is there mm-hmm. for me. The enthusiasm is there for mm-hmm. me, and then it's the consistency because it's not till I've fallen way off and not followed up, like sure. not held mm-hmm. consistent accountability, where I'll make an excuse. Oh, so and so had, you know, this practice for right. five days, and you know, navigating that line of compassion and accountability. Yeah. It's tough. It's, it's it's really hard. And and for most parents, and I'm imagining some level, this is mm-hmm. true for you, um, and we're, we're all unique, we need to look at what we call our resistance, mm-hmm. right? Because intellectually what you're saying is you know that this is a no-brainer, this is really important to do on so many levels. Mm-hmm. And your intentions are pure. You want your children to receive this and get the benefits from it, and it creates more peaceful life for us because then we don't have to nag our kids and be on top of them, yeah. right? All sorts of great things happen. But when we get stuck, that's what you're talking about, right? Mm-hmm. When we get stuck between what we think we want and our behavior, we call that space resistance. And resistance isn't good or bad. Sometimes it's healthy and sometimes it gets in our way. But it's really the place we need to explore. And for instance, you know, some parents have said, well, I get stuck because I feel badly for my kids and forcing chores because they work so hard at school all day. And so that's kind of their resistance, right? Mm -hmm. Or one parent said, well, I feel bad because 
my husband and I are, are not together anymore, and it's been a really rough time for them, and I don't want to put any more stress and tension in their life. I mean, there could be a thousand the, reasons. The infinite, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but the importance is gaining the awareness of what keeps us, with like that stuck place, exploring what keeps us from, um, you know, congruency between what we think we want and actually the execution of it. Yeah. Yeah, I, you know, I'll use an example, which is probably very common I would imagine is um, technology and mm-hmm. phones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I could have the best intention mm-hmm. with, and I've seen it with um, the, my three children. You know, managing like managing when they have the phone, right. how much phone they use, you know, what they're using and how much they're consuming. And then there's part of me who's mm-hmm. like. I, this is a part-time job. Right. This is... It really is. It really, it's just an added stress. And where, mm-hmm. where are they posting? And what are they doing? And what application are they on? And how are they presenting mm-hmm. themselves? Invites so much um, a potential for... <laughs> yeah, I'm noticing you're, you're sucking air as you're right. talking. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. For discomfort, yeah. And it's, so that that's an example. There, there is my resistance. It's like, oh, just like... It's exhausting. It's... Yeah, you bring up a good point because as much of what we're talking about, especially with this concept, it is front-loaded with effort on our part. And, you know, mm-hmm. to be fair, we're all just trying to get through, you know, putting food on the table, working, taking care of our kids, driving them around, and yeah. everything else we need to do in life, maintaining healthy relationships in other areas of our life. And so this is just another thing mm-hmm. that a lot of parents have said. It's just another thing that they have to think about. Which is absolutely true, mm-hmm. um, and universally <laughs> felt. <laughs> universally felt, right? Myself yeah. included. And so the hard part with a lot of what we talk about is it does take more effort to be mindful, to be non-reactive, to be calm, to have rules and routines and consequences. The beautiful part is when we implement them and we follow through and we start seeing them work. What we realize is that life just gets a whole lot easier. Kids get more independent. There's less, you know, back mm-hmm. and forth power struggles between children and parent. And this, it changes behavior. So these are the long-term positive consequences of putting in the effort in front. It's easier to react. It's easier in the moment. It doesn't take effort to not follow through with mm-hmm. something. But yet these behaviors don't change. Yeah. And then we're inviting more of a long-term struggle. Yeah. So I see that and I'm playing it in my head. Uh, two of my children are seniors and I I just honestly say I've mm-hmm. given them many a break right. with chores um, because I feel I, I do I feel badly for all the stress that they're mm-hmm. under it's hard just, time yeah mm-hmm. in general but I see myself creating the problem like yeah. well here I am frustrated unintentionally <laughs> but yeah yeah and I but I I'm lucky enough that I'm aware enough to know this is on me this yeah. is you know I'm you're owning it I'm owning it a hundred percent I have a question about consistency like yeah. the you start like you start out with the good intentions you do it and mm-hmm. then I, I don't know why so many of us because I, I kind of feel it's not just me no it's, it's not it's yeah. more common than not it's like, you know, two weeks, a month in, however long the structure kind of yeah. I, I, falls through. Yeah. 
and why why and, is that yeah. yeah and and so i'm going to circle back to what i was saying that more often than not it's because it's just one more thing to do mm-hmm. right because intellectually on paper there really no there's no good reason not to do this and can i just say it's something one more thing to do and it's a it's kind of a pain in the butt thing to do honestly because it's like if they're not doing what they're supposed what you've set the boundaries to do right then you're engaging in conversations and well, struggle. Yes, yes maybe. and no. Okay. okay. So so a couple things, right? Um, all right, my bracelets are making all that background oh, that's, noise. <laughs> that's okay. So um, when we set it up, um, we want to do it in a way where we're actually, one of the goals is to remove ourselves from having to, can I just say nag them, mm-hmm. right? You called it conversations. I'm going to call it nagging, Okay, right? that's beautiful. Okay. That's much more authentic. Right. Imagine what it was like, would be like if you went to work and your boss nagged you every day. Would it increase the probability you wanted to follow through with the behavior to, no. to, to uh, yeah, no. follow through with the rules and please them or decrease? No. It would, I'd be looking for a job. Right. So, but if there were consequences built in to the action, yeah. right, then, right, your boss could step back. And that's really what we want to do in a lot of parenting. So our job is to set the box. So we sit down with our children. We have a family meeting. And again, this varies greatly from a three-year-old to an 18-year-old because it needs the responsibilities and rules, the number of them, and um, what they are need to be age and developmentally appropriate, right? So a three-year-old, one of their chores at dinner could be putting the napkins on the table, and an 18-year-old could be doing all of the dishes, right? Mm-hmm. Something like that. Um, so we have a family meeting. We try to give our kids some ownership in the family meeting, and there are a lot of different ways to do this. One way would be for small kids, young kids, um, you Google age and developmentally appropriate household chores for a four-year-old, and you pick 10 of them, and you, if your child wants to, help engage and make the spinner, or draw them on a piece of paper, and tear them up, put them in a bowl, and so every night they spin, or once a week they spin, or pull out of the bowl. There's so many different ways to do this. Um, And then, the consequence is, Right, if they choose not to follow through with their chore, they're choosing to lose the privilege of. And that, again, there's so many things that yeah. we could, you know, I, use I, as a consequence. Go ahead. Yeah, and I, will, I remember one of the best pieces of advice you gave me uh-huh. on consequences was um, it has to bite. Right. Because that's another thing I tend to do is... Uh-huh. I think probably I'm exposing my resistance right now <laughs> on this <laughs> podcast, but to avoid the fight, to avoid the discomfort that my children's going to feel yeah. when I... That's a big one. Take, when I give them the consequence that's going to bite right. is probably what I'm avoiding. Well, and biting means it doesn't feel good. We don't yeah. want anything to hurt them emotionally it, or physically. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Right, right. Just need to qualify that. More yeah, like yeah. it was like bite. Like it has to have a re- resonance. Have meaning, have yeah. teeth. Yeah. yeah, because Teeth, if you that's the phrase you yeah. use. if yeah. you speed and you get a five dollar ticket versus if you speed and you get a hundred fifty dollar ticket, the hundred fifty dollar ticket has some teeth. It doesn't feel good, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so we want to change our behavior to avoid getting that hundred fifty dollar ticket. Mm-hmm. That's the goal. Mm-hmm. So you can use what I call carrots or sticks, right? You can have a positive consequence and or a negative consequence, right? Um, and when they follow through, you want to throw them a party. Ah, oh, I love how you. Um, spent time putting the napkins on the table or sweeping the floor or putting the the glasses in the top shelf. I love how you pet the dog as you took him outside, right? Um, really important. But if they don't follow through, 
you remove most energy and you just state it. Oh, I see that the dog hasn't been walked. I see you chose to lose the privilege of, right? And there are token systems we can set up for this. If you Google, we just don't have time yeah, to get yeah. into all this. And it, I think it's really dependent on the child, too. What I, I have found what at least works. with my three, yeah. they're completely different. Exactly, yeah. yeah. But you can really Google token systems, how to, how to set up. Um, chores and responsibilities and routines. But the, the important thing is that you're giving the kids stability. They can feel safe to know exactly what's expected. Not that if mom um, is in a good mood, I can't put my I can put my feet on the couch. If she's a bad mood, I can't. These are the rules of our family. And the one of the kickers is every single person in the family needs to follow the rules. So we can set the best rules, have great intentions. Um, using an indoor voice, right? But if we're screaming, our children are going to model that. We're going to lose their trust. They will not follow the rules. Mm -hmm. One more thing, and I know I'm spewing out a lot of information, but there's just so much with this. We could have 10 podcasts on this. <laughs> we always want to state what we want, right? Not what we don't want. So if I say to you, don't think of the color blue, what are you thinking of? Blue. But if I, instead I say, please think of the color red, you're thinking of red, mm -hmm. right? So it for children, right, for rules. Instead of saying, don't throw the ball in the house, you say, I need the ball to be thrown outside, right? Instead of don't hit, we say, we keep hands to ourselves, those kinds of things. Um, one more thing that's really important that I meant to mention a few minutes ago, that um, when we give our kids age and developmentally appropriate rules, routines, responsibilities, what we're doing is in trying to increase their self-esteem because we're showing them that we have confidence in them. I have confidence in you that you can feed the dog. I have confidence in you that you can pack your lunch. I have confidence in you that you can get dressed by yourself. And we always want for our kids to be able to do everything that they're capable of doing. Can I interject there? Yes. Because I feel, I feel as a parent, again, I think this is somewhat universal, Sometimes we don't let them do these things right. because it's just easier if we do it, do it we ourselves. We, yes. <laughs> is, that, is that fair? Because we can do it, quote, air quotes, better or faster. faster. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's another reason why often we don't follow through with these. But when we follow behind our child, if, if they have the chore of wiping the table, but we follow behind them with the sponge, what we're communicating to them in, inadvertently mm -hmm is that I don't have confidence in you that you can do this as good as me or good enough for me, and that creates shame, right? Mm -hmm. So what we really want to do, um, it, we're communicating that we have confidence in to do this, and then when they actually do it and they're successful and they put the effort in, they just feel really good about themselves, right? And they just you can watch them blossom and just yeah. be stoked that they could do this. I mean, there's some successes I've had, and there's lots of failures sure. I've had with this one, and I, I think... I will say, in my experience, the morning routine mm -hmm. was something I learned to step away from, like, teach them. And that's now that I have the three and, mm -hmm. and they're older, that's lovely. Yes. Like, I'm not responsible <laughs> to exactly. pack your lunch. I'm not responsible for your – I am responsible to go to the grocery store, have right. food, make it available, teach you how to – Exactly. But – you set the stage for it. Mm -hmm. You're hungry. Oops! You should have packed that lunch. Uh -huh. And there is a, there is. I see that. I saw, I saw the blossoming, you know, especially with one of my kids who took the ownership of of 
their diet, like great. what they want to eat. Mm-hmm. And it became a great conversation of like, okay, well, let me know what you want and I'll buy that. Mm-hmm. And you cook it. And you Beautiful. Make, you make it. And again, it's not universal. Everyone, right. every kid is, is completely unique and different. But I will say in, in that aspect, it's been lovely. But then like a, a, to balance it out like a failure, I, the older I get, the faster I fall asleep right. <laughs> as soon as my pillow hits. I'm there too. So, you know, I my intention can be all screens are off after right. X time. It, I, you know, have to go to follow up and check up and things like that. So I just want to let parents know listening to this, um, if you feel guilty or you feel like this is something that you have to work on that's universal all of us yeah Yeah. and there are ways to kind of work around some of that stuff right so the morning routine that you were talking about i love that because it starts our day off so much more peaceful and then we can go to work or kids can go to school from a much more peaceful grounded centered space yeah and it's taught me personally because i didn't really know if i had ever been taught about morning routines Mm -hmm. prior to this exercise and now it's probably it's for me personally, not mm-hmm. related to my children, changed my life because I know <laughs> right. I have a, a incredible morning routine. And if I don't, when I say incredible, I mean, it, it's the way I start my day. I just, right. I don't, I can't imagine not having a morning routine anymore because yeah. it just puts me in the space that I need to be in. And them too. Yeah. Because yeah, if we're in that space and then the waters are calmer, right? Yeah. My, my morning routine actually happens after they've gone to school. Oh, oh okay. So, <laughs> so, they, so they don't get to see that part see. as much. Okay. But it, um, it just sets me up for my day. Yes. I, I feel after, in, in my personal morning routine is, um, you know, unique to me, but it sets me up to be grounded, to be focused, right. to be intentional with what, what am I looking to accomplish that day. Yeah, so you took the skills of setting the routines for your kids into your own, own life, life, too, which yeah. I love. That's, yeah. a, that's a great point. Um, and we can take what you said kind of about the food, and there's there's a spectrum of all of this. So with younger kids who can't necessarily you know, take that responsibility on, we can give them choices. They can, we can say, I'm going to make your sandwich. You can choose a snack from this shelf. You can choose a fruit from this bin in the refrigerator. And so there are ways to um, incrementally, as they get older, give them more and more responsibility, right? Mm-hmm. Um, a great way to give our kids choices, the more choices we can give them when things really are a choice, the more powerful they feel and the more likely they are to acquiesce when things are not a choice. I've learned uh, if you have a child, I'm going to try to phrase this as positively as possible, who maybe as a parent you fear the giving the consequence because mm-hmm. of the reaction. Mm-hmm. What I have found is the more choices I give them in mm-hmm. their consequence, the easier that conversation is. Yes. And I always remember, I'm sorry, um, I did say it wrong. It, it's, it wasn't that it has to have a bite, but it has teeth. Teeth, right? That, uh-huh. that, that oh, yeah. I, I had it wrong. That's okay. But um, I remember that, and, and I've always, not always, that's too generic, but with this particular child, have had to realize and learn, you know, what causes what has teeth. Mm-hmm. And you know, <laughs> I'm trying to politely say, like, not get snowed. Yeah, well, right, <laughs> with teenagers, you know, yes, yeah. uh-huh. 
um, and really pay attention to the consequence. Um, yes. That sometimes the consequence isn't, you know, uh, isn't just always taking the phone, isn't it? I mean, I, I know right. I had one uh, summer, this was a few years ago, where I made a, the consequence was, okay, you, we're going to write an essay about this, because mm-hmm. I, I kind of mm-hmm. felt like <laughs> they needed to. Right. Um, yeah. All right, but it was one of the choices, and that was the choice that this particular child took to sure. do, to write out, you know, their very strong emotions great. about this consequence. I love it. You know, and you bring up a great point. And again, we could spend a whole podcast on consequences. Mm-hmm. Please, please Google them. It can, yes. it can help you um, or, or look up other resources. But um, consequences, right, are hard because, especially for young kids, what matters to them often changes rapidly, especially mm-hmm. when you're dealing with two, three-year-olds, four-year-olds, right? Mm-hmm. As kids get older, screens is pretty universal consequence. Mm-hmm. It needs to be all or nothing. Some parents will just take away the phone, but then the child has at their fingertips the iPad, all other things, and mm-hmm. so it's going to lose its its effectiveness, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I want to circle back to what you said, kind of how we, we fall asleep as we get older. We can't always um, <laughs> yeah, check, right? Yeah. So what I always said to my kids is that um, trust is really important, right? And so I will find out if you chose Mm -hmm. to not follow through with a rule. Mm -hmm. It might be later, but I will find it out. And the consequence for being up front with me, of coming to me and saying the truth, right? Mom, I went over my time by 20 minutes. I'm really sorry. Will earn my child a small consequence but it will be a much larger consequence if they choose to lie to me mm-hmm. um, and I find out about it later. And so it's a, it's a great thing to do with kids and screens at night if we fall asleep and say, I will figure out what, what the history mm-hmm. is, how much time you're on, and I would really prefer that yeah. we have the type of relationship where you can be honest with me. Yeah. Um, and even though I might not like something, the honesty is something that I will appreciate, yeah. and you will have a positive consequence for that. I uh, I I think the trust thing is huge because I feel like you said some things are easier mm-hmm. when you do this, and I'm remembering this one conversation with one of my children where they did something that was against the rules. Mm-hmm. I I probably would never have known. I could have probably gone to my grave and never have known about <laughs> this experience. But she felt that she was so, she was more probably afraid of the mommy mafia <laughs> <laughs> contacting me. But um, I don't think I want to know what that is. It's just, you know, the, the, the line of mothers I'm who will, yeah. will tell yeah. each other what's going on or what they've heard. I love that. Um, that's what, you know, we, we call it. But um, they, they came to me to tell me, and I feel that the reason that happened was because this child was more concerned with mm-hmm. losing my trust right. than Beautiful. whatever the consequence was. Beautiful. And um, so, you know, there there are wonderful things to be gained. Absolutely. Yeah. I want to circle back to where you said about avoiding conflict. That's a common one. So many parents will say, well, I didn't want to take the toy away because she'd throw a tantrum. Or I didn't want to take the screens away because the seven-year-old would throw a tantrum. It just mm-hmm. looks different, but it's still a tantrum, right? Mm-hmm. Well, not only in the moment are we not going to get what we want, obviously, but we're losing trust with our child because our behavior is saying to our child, I'm not going to follow through with my word, and so you can't trust me. It's kind of like I was in Disney World one year, and I um, 
heard a dad say to his child, you know, in the middle of <laughs> of the park, if you don't stop screaming, we're getting on the next airplane and going home. Oh, yeah, I've done. I've well, said things to yes. you, though. I, we, mean. Well, I do, too. I'm just going to use this yeah. as an example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to hold myself back from going up and teaching that dad. It was like, okay, she knows you're full of shit, right? Yes. Yeah. So not only the moment she's not going to stop screaming, but you're losing your credibility, right? Mm-hmm. And so we all are going to screw up. We all say things that we don't follow through with. But just model for our kids what we want them to do when they screw up. We want our children to be aware that they screwed up, right, and own it. And so I want to say to my child, you know what, I am really sorry. I know I told you that you lost your screens for two days. And I see that I handed you your screens this morning. You know what, I just did this like (laughs) three weeks ago. It's so embarrassing to sit here. But I did. I did one of those moments where like, And I we all do two weeks later. I'm like, uh, oof. but you can circle back two weeks later. And so mm. that you say to your child, I am so sorry. It's not what I meant to do or it's not what I meant to say when I said that you can't watch TV for the rest of your life. Right. Mm. And I'm really sorry. I was reactive. I was agitated, angry, whatever we were. And that's not what I meant. What I meant was that if you choose to not turn the TV off, you're choosing to lose your screens for 24 hours, or I see that I handed you your screens this morning when really the consequence was you lose your screens for two days, and I'm super sorry, and now I need your screens. So all we're doing is modeling that it's okay to screw up, none of us are perfect, but this is the behavior we want from our child when they screw up. See, this is live uh, help, because now I have to leave this podcast and go have a conversation <laughs> with my child. And and all of us, I appreciate your vulnerability, and I, <laughs> maybe I don't thank you enough, but um, you're just saying things that all of us are going through or have been through. So. Yeah, no, I mean, it, this is real time in December, and a, a few weeks ago, there was absolutely a reason to have, uh, give a child a consequence, and I did, mm-hmm. and I... I didn't say a year or something mm-hmm. that extreme or airplane ride, but it was sort of like, I think, till Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. And I, the, the thing about, at least for me with screens, are they're so seductive as yeah. a parent because when life hits you from a million different yeah. directions, they entertain easy, your child. It, it's yes. easy to be like, oh, she's, you know. Um, but yeah, you have to circle back and have those. Con- and I've had them before. It's not gonna be the first time. <laughs> yeah, and really, most importantly, it's what we model mm-hmm. because there's no way that we're gonna have credibility with our kids mm-hmm. when we tell them that there are actually American Academy of Pediatric guidelines for mm-hmm. the screens, and that we think that's important for their brain development and mm-hmm. all of that. If we're not modeling some form of yeah. um, you control know, and um, yeah, observation. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, and and one more thing I wanted to talk about, um, avoiding conflict, right? Mm-hmm. Not following through. Again, I'm going to keep circling back to what we're teaching and modeling for our children, whether we're aware that we're doing it or, or we're not unaware. Because if I don't take the toy away because I'm scared of the tantrum, right? I'm teaching my child, right, to avoid conflict. I'm not teaching my child how to work through conflict. <sighs> Yeah. So true. And that's important in the home, but it, it's just as or even more important when they leave our home, mm-hmm. right? And it, when they choose relationships, I don't want my children to choose relationships where they acquiesce, they stifle themselves, they're quiet, they're all of that mm-hmm. because they want to avoid conflict. I want them to learn how to work through conflict, 
have authentic contact, sometimes conflict is uncomfortable. But we can resolve the conflict when we're able to sit in it, be vulnerable, and work through it, through the discomfort. Yeah. And so we have to model that for our children. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think that's another reason, if we circle back to the beginning of the con- podcast, why many of us don't follow through. Mm-hmm. It's what we were taught in our family of origin, kind of that interjects the rules of life around conflict of watching our kids cry or... No, I've, I, I know whole family units, and I'm not speaking of mine particularly, who their whole philosophy is never to discuss yes. conflict. Yes. <laughs> we, yes, we have terms for that, yes. <laughs> and, and I've seen how unhealthy that can be, even yeah. if the intention was great. And the, the way usually is. Yeah, good, the yeah. way they were brought up, you know, is a, was with love and stuff, but that was that was mm-hmm. the condition. And you, you know, you see it working itself out many years later, and it's like, oof. Yeah, and at the crux of a lot of that is I'm only good enough when I avoid conflict. But when I share how I feel or, you know, that I'm not happy with what's going on, right, then not such good things happen. That's what we're taught often in our family of origin. But we want to teach our children, when you speak your voice, when you feel empowered to share how you feel, then things get worked through and we get some resolution yeah. um, and, and that that is the main goal yeah and I know I said this once to one of my kids and it seemed to resonate with them when we were having a conversation a tough mm-hmm. conversation mm-hmm. <clears throat> and it was um, sometimes what we are avoiding is just a tough conversation mm-hmm. you know it's that's it's great really dialogue to have yeah mm-hmm. um, the genesis you, what you're trying to avoid right now and doing you know a lot of things to avoid Mm -hmm. is probably if you just face that uncomfortableness you're in and have that you know conversation your life will be smoother maybe more peaceful more congruent yeah Mm -hmm. and I remember it kind of hitting home like Mm. you know yeah I'm really just avoiding a one tough conversation yeah and it's what you know a lot of couples do Mm mm-hmm um, yeah. They avoid the conflict to, quote, keep the peace, but then nothing gets resolved, and you're having the same conflict 10 years later. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then, you know, a, a second part of that is, and this is more or less about being the adult, but just personal experience is whatever that lesson is that mm-hmm. you're getting the natural consequence of, mm-hmm. <laughs> it just gets bigger and bigger. Oh, for sure. It's <laughs> a very good point. As your life progresses mm-hmm. until you, you know, look internally to yourself right. and what maybe you've learned mm-hmm. and how you're showing up. So Exactly. Kind of the way I look at it is when we get uncomfortable enough, you know, when this shit gets smelly enough, then we want to get out of it and create change. I love how we have stuck to this shit metaphor throughout <laughs> all eight podcasts. What does that parenting. say about us? I don't know. <laughs> I think it talks more about parenting. Just It's just tough. Good point. It's, it's very just, tough. It's just tough. And I think that's Every why. day. You know, I, you know, we're wrapping up because this has is, is gone um, longer than our other podcast. But this is, like you said, we could probably have a whole we series could. just on this. And, um, you know, I really invite the listeners to listen to this a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, don't, again, we've said this universally, I think, on every podcast. Don't beat yourself up. Focus on what you're doing, even just listening to this exactly. podcast. And... Focus on the good and just keep trying, you know. Right, and increase your awareness. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, Google some of this stuff, get some books, read more about it, and um, pat yourself on the back that you want to grow. Yeah. And I will say, you know, you will slide, your kids will do things that you're going to be like, I'm on a parenting podcast. Right. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm saying, speaking for yourself. But it's, it, it is worth, I, I have found in my personal experience, practicing these things, even if the awareness is that you're not doing it well. Absolutely. Is um, valuable. It's growth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much, Nancy. Thank you. And thank you for listening, everyone. Yes, please listen, um, share and subscribe and please give us reviews. If anything we've said in any of the episodes have helped you in any way, it would really mean a lot to us if you did those things, because that's how we get the information out. And um, we would really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Be the Adult podcast. Please follow us on Facebook and Instagram, and don't forget to rate and subscribe to our podcast. A special thank you to a few of our Barn Dance Barbecue fundraiser sponsors for their generous support. Brett Tushingham Wealth Strategies, Coastal Carolina Radiation Oncology, The Valentino Family, Nunnally Fine Archtop Instruments, Emerge Ortho. See you on the next episode of Be the Adult Podcast.